Well, hello, I'm Dom, and I'm the host of Horror House, True Crime and the Macabre. Horror House, True Crime and the Macabre is a delectable delight of true crime and the macabre, sprinkled with just the right amount of that dry British humour. Horror House can be found anywhere that you listen to podcasts, and is on Instagram at Twitter at horrorhouse underscore pod, and on Facebook at horrorhousepod. Episodes are released weekly on a Friday, or as weekly as studying full-time and working part-time allows. So why don't you make a brew and come join me as I weave tales of horror and discomfort. Until next time, stay spooky. Action. Pig, what are you guys doing here? Wow. (laughs) Are we live? We're live. We are back. And... Again, no and wall. No wall. Are you right here? Oh my god. <laughs> At first I was like, what? So there's a wall right here. No, right Between there. Between us. We are live again together. So exciting. Surprise. So I actually have things to talk about. Well, okay. one, let's start with our Patreon really quick yes. because we got our shit together and figured we that did. out. We got our shit together. So, our Patreon now has three levels, just like before, but it's way more affordable. It's a little less work on the hour end. Mm-hmm. If you were signed up for our Patreon Patreon last time, you're yeah. automatically in the VIP category, which is still $10 a month. That's like the highest level now. Yep. Um, go to our Patreon to check out the benefits. And then there's a $5 level and then yep. a $1 donation level. So, yep. if you're like... Hey, I can't afford you guys, but I can give a dollar. Yeah. Then go do it. Prove it. Show us that you love us. (laughs) Prove it. Prove your love. (laughs) So link in our Instagram bio or like it's on all of the podcasts and YouTube platforms. You can find our Patreon. Yep. You sure can. Help us. Please. (laughs) We're begging. My next question, uh, because it's Valentine's Day. Um... And there's all the delicious looking candy and shit. Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna really judge you by this question. Oh gosh. What What holiday has the best candy? Halloween. Duh. Okay, see, no. Yeah. It's not true. Why? Halloween candy is not any different than candy all year round. Okay, well, I guess I like the Halloween, like, Decor on the candy. like <laughs> Yeah, no. Doesn't count. Doesn't okay. count. So taste-worthy candy. Is that what Yeah, or like, at? because like, you know, Peeps, for example, that's an Easter candy. Like, okay. I know they make Peeps all year round, but like, I mean, in reality, what do I enjoy eating the most? Probably Valentine's Day stuff, because I love chocolate-covered strawberries. I like, you know, macaroons. I like all those things. So that I would, would probably be my favorite, but... How it looks. I love Halloween stuff because I love all the scary stuff. Yeah. Um, Hands down, Easter has the best candy. Why? What do you like about it? Cadbury eggs. Top of the list. Ew. I don't like those. Yeah. No. Even just like the milk chocolate ones? Mm -mm. I like the ones with like the yolky stuff on the inside. (laughs) No. Okay. And I don't like peeps. Are you a peeps person? Only yellow peeps. Ew. Ew. Uh, no, but I you were like looking at those marshmallows today in TJ Maxx. But I could only eat like one and then I'm like sick of marshmallows. <sighs> but I would say Valentine's is a close second because all of the Dove chocolate. Yeah. Dove chocolate's the best. Yeah. And that, I, in my Dove opinion, chocolate is so that good. is a Valentine's candy. I would agree. I would agree. I would agree. But you don't eat like candy corn, right? Uh, I like candy corn. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do. That's what I, I like think of when I think corn. Halloween candy. Yeah, candy corn, caramel apple suckers. Ooh, love yeah. those. Yes. Love those. Even like the little candy corn, like pumpkins. Like I like those. Or pumpkin spice M&M's. Okay, I have not tried those, but I would definitely so try those. Or do you remember the uh, peanut butter, like little taffy things? Or the toffee. Like, they were in the orange and black, like, wrappers. And they were, like, kind of peanut butter. No. Oh, they're so good. Halloween candy. So. Well, leave a comment. What's your favorite candy? Yeah. (laughs) We're coming for you. We are coming for you. And you better have the right answer. Now that I think about it, what would be, like, a Christmas candy? 
Probably like peppermint bark. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's peppermint bark. One. That's always cookies. So good. Uh, like toffee. Really candy. Toffee. Yeah. Fudge. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that was all I had. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, have something to say at the beginning. <laughs> that was it. That is it. Candy. Yep. And we're out. Um. All right, so our something spiked. This is, is what we are collectively 19 drinking. Crimes Again, Snoop Doggy Dog, Rose. D O Double G. Yep. Sponsor us. We love Please. your shit. We do. We love you. <laughs> it's going to be. Okay, so um, anything else before we jump in? This is probably going to be a two parter. I think that's the plan. Um, honestly, I don't really have anything. So, yeah, I'm ready. Other Okay, so let me think about this. Drinking word? Think, yeah, the drinking word. Oh, my God. God. Oh, that's a good one. God. Yeah, God. God. That's it. Okay. Well, before I announce it, quick disclaimer is... <laughs> Guys, she's already listen. drunk. <laughs> listen. She's already drunk. It has been a week. Um, my brain, again, is still not functioning. I'm barely functioning. And then, here we go. I did my research, though, about starting two days in advance instead of this morning. Yeah, so, you're making progress. Go me. Go you. Okay, our videos and podcasts are for entertainment purposes. All information discussed was found on the internet. Keep in mind, we will talk all things sinister that may not be suitable for all audiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. And just right off the bat, the trigger warning for the day is children. Um, and it we're, this is going to get real deep into the kids stuff. So if that bothers you, probably shouldn't listen to True Crime Podcasts. <laughs> So. Yeah, especially our especially episode our t- 18 and now 19 and possibly yeah. 20. So We uh, didn't really mean to do this back to back, but we are switching gears from, um, anyways, I don't know what we're switching gears from. <laughs> okay, <laughs> So we are talking about David Berg. He is the founder yeah. of the Children of God where I'm going to call it a cult. You can call it a church or whatever you want. It is a cult. So the Children yeah. of God cult it is a cult boasting 30,000 members at its peak whose focus became about sex, God's love for sex, and children's role in sexual activity, which I'm putting in quotes because it's... You mean rape? Rape. And you said God twice. Wow. Guys, please ignore my bangs. I keep looking at them and I look like I have like a comb over. <laughs> <laughs> I am like still trying to figure over. out the hair, so just don't look. Don't look at me. <laughs> okay, so we are in the season of Aquarius still. We are, and we've actually covered quite a bit, few Aquarius. Yeah, stories. we really have. So I wanted to look up specifically like how an Aquarius plays like in a religious. Ooh, setting. Setting, yes. That's so, a new thing. Let's hear it. This is a direct quote from some website on the internet. <laughs> it says, mystical questioning and seeking, Aquarians have a deep tradition of digging Aquarian. Deep- That's the plural. Yeah. We couldn't figure that out. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, did I say something wrong? Yeah, Aquarians. No, remember we were like, Aquarian? Aquarian. <laughs> Aquarians. Aquarians. Okay, so, sorry. Aqu- <laughs> I was like, wait, what did I do wrong? I thought I, like, looked up the wrong, like, role or something. Okay. Nope. So, Aquarians have a deep tradition of, have a deep tradition of digging deep into the unknown. Unafraid to question authority, Aquarians uh, may balk at traditional religion only to find their own system oh. of spirituality. Whoa, so, chills. All like, of that. seriously, what the <laughs> fuck? Right? Oh my god. I was like, okay, I don't need any anything else when it comes to And the... that is the story, folks. We are That's done. it. That's it. So, hope you guys had a great night. Um, <laughs> never trust an Aquarius in a religious setting. No, but so the main, obviously, all of that's great. The mystical, the questioning, and blah, blah, blah. But 
the the whole mm-hmm. like not fitting into d- traditional religion and seeking to find their own system mm-hmm. that's the wild. key in this yeah that's wild so we're gonna kind of jump around a bit where we're gonna start with david berg himself the man the myth the shithole legend he was born february 18th 1919 wow. in california they're all born in california Everything bad comes out of California. (laughs) It, guys, this is just, California just needs to break off at this point. Y'all really fucked up, especially in the 60s. But, um, so David Berg, okay, so imagine 1919, so this is like, oh shit, now I'm going to get into history and mess this all up. (laughs) Is that pre-World War One, or were they still, were they, like, starting World War One? Oh, God, I don't know. Because I know I World know. War One ended in, like, the mid-40s. Or, sorry, that's no, World War Two. World War II. I'm talking about World War Two this whole time. Yeah, okay. World War One. I, I don't know. Okay, I meant to say years. World War Two. World War Two is in the 40s, yeah. Okay. Anyways, Anyways, 1919, not a great time. No. He is the youngest of three. He's, con- <laughs> um, from birth... Within his family, he was kind of considered, like, a chosen one. Okay. He, and that's kind of, like, why they named him David. His parents were very religious. We'll get into them. But after being born... Okay, so this is during World War One. I. I hope I wrote that note right, and I don't sound like a total idiot. But he was born very sick during a war. We'll say it that way. And so they prayed him into wellness so they're like miracle baby wow um both of his parents were um evangelists but the mom was more so the leader of the relationship he credits his mom her name's virginia for influencing him the most um she instilled in him which is important that sex is of the devil from a very young age interesting Alexa, let's pretend you have a son and you catch him touching himself in in private. You're like, oh shit. Okay, like what do you do? Uh, Shut the door and walk away and tell his dad that's yours. (laughs) You're dealing with that. He's got a thing down there and he's dealing with all this and that's all you. So what you're saying is you don't tell (laughs) your son that you're going to chop his penis off. Probably not. Okay, well that's what she did. Oh my god. (laughs) Which is traumatizing for a kid. She would threaten to cut his penis off. Oh my god. Oh, it gets worse. So, obviously the kid's exploring and kind of, you know, not all with it. Um, I mean, not, you know, understanding that, you know, hey, I should probably do this in private. So, she caught him again one time. And the threatening clearly wasn't working, so she brought him in front of the fro- in front of the dad, oh and forced him to complete <gasps> the mission. So, so did he complete the mission? He had to, otherwise oh he was gosh. like beaten or something. So, definitely some mommy issues in there, which I feel like is a very common thing with cult leaders, serial killers, and things like that. It's definitely a lot of mommy issues. Wow, that poor kid. Yeah, right? So, a little bit about Virginia. She, her, like, claim to fame was, and this had to be in, like, the early 1900s, she was a party girl, atheist. She did go to college, which is impressive for the time. But she ended up, um, she broke her back in an accident shortly having her first child. She was, like, basically immobilized she was using like a wheelchair she was they described her as like on the brink of death wow from breaking her back so i guess this was a really bad thing but uh, one day (laughs) she was completely healed like an overnight transformation healed so i have my thoughts on that i feel like I mean, she was in this, like, wheelchair state for, like, five years. You could have healed. Yeah, easily. And then one day you were like, okay, I'm going to stand up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But anyway, she considered this um, divine intervention. God healed her, and that sort of became her new message. Mm. Or a testimony, as you will. So, 
From there, her and her husband, I think you say his name, Halmer. I could totally be getting that wrong. Again, he's already sort of just like a small, small pastor. They spread the word of her healing, and this was very controversial for the time. Um, I don't know if, like, miracles didn't exist back then, but the churches were like, this is way too radical. Um, we don't want, like, to be that kind of church that's like a hoot and holler and right. I could all of a sudden walk one day. Right. Probably because they knew they weren't going to be able to do that for their people. Yeah. But. I mean, of course, do miracles happen? Sure. But a church shouldn't be created around... Health miracles. Right. Miracles are sort of um, like anomalies. So to I, I think churches just didn't want that expectation yeah. is what it sounded like. But yeah. um, this was... Where was I at? Oh, so from there, obviously getting kicked out of several churches and kind of traveling around, they were like, hey, you know what we should do? We should just start our own church. This is stupid. Why not? They did not agree with, like, denominations and hierarchy in churches. They okay. wanted just a clean slate. They also didn't like the politics of the church. And so they were like, hey, let's start our own religion as a whole. Not even a church, because we don't like how churches are put together. So The entire religion. Okay. Entire, let's just start from the ground. So, um, kind of back to David, obviously, like, they, he kind of traveled around with his parents a bit. He grew up in the church under these strict guidelines. That's kind of the gist of things. But because of all of this jumping around, um, he does claim later in life that he was sexually abused by the age of three by <gasps> babysitters and caretakers, people who were in and out of the church. So, on one wow. hand, he's got his mom saying, if you do anything sexual, we're going to chop your penis off. And then he's going in the other room and getting molested. Wow. So, not good right off the bat. Not a good childhood at all. Yes. Um, and around this age, he, he got ran over. His foot got ran over. They... But the bones were shattered. The doctor's like, he'll never be able to walk again. Maybe they're just going to bad doctors. Because you can walk without a foot. You know, I don't know. Anyways, yeah. I don't, I'm not a medical professional. But <laughs> basically, they were like, he's never going to walk again. Wow. This is the worst thing that could possibly happen. But he recovered. Miracle so, happened. A miracle. Once again. God came through. God and really loves this family. family. Yeah. So oh, he became God. the... Miracle baby. Mm. Or miracle child. Because he's already been sick. Sick. And then and then he gets his foot smashed. Yeah. So, so now, it, like, he's in, yeah. like, he's inevitable. Nothing's going to happen to him. And yep. he can get through it all. So all of these healings and these miracles sort of become, like, the family's testimony. They travel around doing missionary work. Um, and then they finally settle in Florida, where every logical, great person settles down. Miami! Oh! So, yeah, they're taking it straight to here. Straight to Central. Miami. Yeah. Okay. So, this is mainly, I'm going to refer to him as Berg, but I'm talking about David Berg. This is where Berg mainly grew up. He was considered shy, very intelligent. He was sort of a bookworm. Um, and he was bullied, so kids... Threw books at him. Uh, very specific um, account. And one he one bully even broke his arm. So like pretty extreme bully. Okay. Yeah, this yeah, he had is... a terrible childhood. Yeah. Terrible childhood. It's really bad. That's so sad. um because of all this traveling around and having like these new ideas of religion, um, the family strictly relied on the different churches for money. And a lot of times these churches were just like not willing to fork up money. So they were very poor. And mm -hmm. this kind of comes into play later in Berg's cult leadership, like how he wanted people to live. So just important to know. So... <clears throat> In the 1930s, so Berg is 10, 11 years old, his mom decides to get back on the road traveling around ministering to people. And according to everything I read, like, she was very good at what she did at selling mm -hmm. that. 
So he became, he went on the road with her. He was like the chauffeur. Um, they were really big into music, so he would lead songs. And he did this for about 10 years. Wow. So a really long time. Um, he, in the middle of this, graduated high school. He went to college for business and did attempt to go into the army. It wasn't in combat. In fact, I made a note about it somewhere. But this was days after the Pearl Harbor bombing. So we're in World War II at this point. Wow, okay. And But he didn't want to go into combat because he... This is kind of funny. He didn't want to kill anyone. He was against killing man. Okay. Men of Earth. And he didn't want to have to send any Japanese non-believers to hell. So you could already tell he was... That was kind of... He was taking on that responsibility right. of like... I don't want to have to um, condemn you to hell because right. you're Japanese and yeah, you and you're just an God. ultimate sin. Yeah, wow. so kind of racist and yeah, also um, just a kind of a weird way of looking at things. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I feel like at that time, weren't they at a certain age required to like enlist into the military? Yes, too. Like in that time, frame? like the draft. Yeah. 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 So, but there's different, obviously, like, right. roles. Right. And he was, like, not doing combat. Okay. But it doesn't matter because he wound up very sick once again, but by the grace of God, recovered. Oh. And it was, once again, considered this huge miracle. What was he sick with? Do you know? Um... Probably like tuberculosis or something in that time. Yeah, I mean, I, it was Probably. something along those lines. Like, he was, like, unconscious for a few days. In fact, it was pneumonia. That's what it was. Pneumonia, pneumonia and something else. Okay. So, he gets out of that, whatever. Sounds like he was actually pretty relieved. But he got married in 1944. Okay. And goes on to have four kids. Wow. Um... Following in the family footsteps, he became a minister. He was like, I want to preach the word of God. And it's really important to know that I really think, based on the research I've done, he had good intentions. Like, he knew the Bible inside and out. It sounded like, in the beginning, he really just wanted to, like, reach people. And Help people. these even... even Evangelists, I can't want to say in evangelics or something. <laughs> These evangelists, like, in my opinion, they seem more about just getting the word out. Yeah. Instead of, like, being consumed with goodness in yourself. They're like, just as long as you're saying it. Right. And you're reaching people, you're doing the deal. And that's kind of, like, what he wanted to do. Well, I feel like he was kind of, like, doomed from birth, mm -hmm. to be honest. Like, yeah. Sounds like his parents were crazy. Yeah. And... Super religious in a negative way. Mm -hmm. And, like, I mean, unfortunately, he was just doomed from birth. Yeah, he really was. Like, it's, even though he turned really to be sad. good, he just couldn't because of everything that yeah. he endured as a child. Yeah, and at that sad. point, it's kind of, like, hammered. Like, if you've been told, like, the worst of the thing, like, you do one little mess up and you're going yeah. straight to hell. Like, if you jerk off, could... you need to cut off your penis. Like, what the right? fuck? Or you need to finish in front of your parents. That. <laughs> I think I would rather have to cut my penis off than oh my God. finish in front of your parents. So, um, he loaded up his family. They got relocated to Arizona. Um, he was very quickly asked to leave. And I hate that that's even a term, like, when people do wrong things is you're asked to leave. Like, you should be flat out publicly shamed yeah but um for sexual allegations and some things the church absolutely the church in arizona yes yeah. so um i read two conflicting things one it was like a secretary for the church mm -hmm. another it was like another member of the church and it might have borderlined on like harassment but regardless the church was like no no you need to leave also he started the radicalness um he was mm -hmm. a doomsdayer Oh. So they were like, whoa, chill. We we don't want people to be living in fear. And they were like, just please get out. Yeah. So there is a chunk of this where he's doing a lot of traveling in and out of church churches. And excuse me, I'm just going to kind of skip that. It's really unnecessary. But there was a lot of him 
uh, the radical teaching issues with several organizations and people. Yeah. So he's just getting more radical and more extreme. And clearly creating a hostile environment while being sexually abusive in one right. way or another. Yes. To, you know, members or, you know, staff members or whatever. Yeah. So he's and just kind of exploding. He is. And at least for this church in Arizona, he always wanted to appear as, like, the good guy. So when huh. people are asked, why were you dismissed... He claimed it was because he supported racial diversity in congregations. And we're talking about the 40s. That, like, was not accepted. Right. Um, but, again, it, it has nothing to do with that. In fact, if you look at pictures of his cult, like, you hardly see any person of color or even a different ethnicity. Wow. Not that they weren't there, but I'm like... Oh, that was a lame excuse. <laughs> yeah. You, you had sex with the secretary. So, <clears throat> he finds his way back to Florida. Like I said, all this back and forth and blah, 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 blah. Finds his way back to Florida. Um, he was once again dismissed for run-ins with authorities over the outrage of evolution being taught in schools as a fact. We've all been in science class. Yeah. Believe what you want to believe, but, like, the world has evolved. Yes. And he was like, No. So he was going crazy. Going crazy. Um, especially for the authorities to have to get involved. Like, chill. But, okay, so, and, like, he's clearly a believer in doomsday. <clears throat> so why wouldn't he believe in well, the beginning? I think it's because so, technically, like, at least when I was in school, yeah. you know, they're like, the, the earth is two billion years old and, like, boom, instantly you're going against the Bible. Right. So I think it was stuff like that. Yeah, in school it taught you like the Big Bang Theory and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, all your and options so and like dinosaurs and shit okay. like that. And he's like, no. No. Adam, Eve. Okay. <laughs> so, um, this, he worked a bunch of odd jobs, blah, 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 boring stuff. And this is where um, Berg and his family were desperate to start teaching. They've been pushed out of every organization for their beliefs, so they started traveling. Wow. It's wow. almost like you're following in your parents' footsteps. Yeah. No so kidding. they got them a little bus, and they took to the streets. So with this, it started off lots of music. Um, like I said, we're kind of, we're not quite to the hippie days yet, but we are nearing it at this point. Okay. So he's appealing automatically to the outcasts, the teens, the kids, and he was like, great, this is exactly what I want. Yep. He's getting attention that he is asking for. Yes. Okay. So, enter in Teens for Christ. Okay. The first name of his cult um, this started in 1968, so now we are fully in flower power mode. Yeah. Um, they go back to California, specifically Huntington Beach, and if you know Perfect anything area. about Hunt yeah. Huntington Beach, it is still full of hippies and free spirits. So. Yeah. Perfect area for teens of Christ. Absolutely. Um, they considered this alternative Christian religion. So, what does that even mean? It means not Christian. Right. <laughs> but, like, but he is clearly like following a more so yes. Christian religion, but he yeah. wants to call it well, alternative Christian. So that's why I'm like, what does that even mean? Playing devil's advocate at this point, his, yeah. even though his thoughts are extreme, they are still Christian. Right. But. Like Bible based. When you start appealing to teens and then say, hey, we're actually going to call this alternate Christian religion. They're and you're like, oh, like, wait, what? That's um, interesting. This can't be good. So the group members consisted of born-again hippies. They gathered in a coffee shop. And then soon they were like, hey, let's all go on the road. So they followed Dave based on the messages that he received from God. This... Dave almost... David. I'm not going to call him Dave. I'm going to call him Berg. That's his name. Berg. 
Dave. Good old Dave. Dave. Good old Dave. <laughs> um, Berg said basically that anything that comes to his mind, good, bad, anything he chooses to do or not to do, that is God leading him. Uh, so, okay. When God gave Berg a message that California was going to be hit by a major earthquake, they all packed up and left. Okay. And we'll get into actually what happened later. So, <laughs> this still has not happened. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Berg called himself, started calling himself Moses David. And if you know Moses, Moses is something of a shepherd. Um, and was really prided himself on finding and creating these born again Christians. So, uh, and this is where he strictly changed his tactic to apocalyptic. Like oh, wow. everything was like the world is ending. We have to prepare. God is coming. The antichrist yeah. is coming. Um, he, and I'm going to majorly butcher this word. I had to listen to it through like Google a million times to get it right. So proselytism pro pros uh, say that pros when you like it's not pros pro oh shit it's not like prophesizing but it's proselyt pro anyways proselytism google yeah. it what that means is huh. it's conversion into a, relig a religion by means of bribery violence right. coercion sexual attraction AKA all the wrong cult. things AKA a cult. cult and they immediately we're like this is what we're going to do we're going to scare the hell out of people yep. we're going to start offering them stuff which they had nothing at the time wow but they were like here we go and this is where berg starts to get a little sinister and as far as this whole hey we got to get out of california it's because people started to question oh you're attracting these teens you're this is kind of all of a sudden just looking weird yeah yeah that's why he left, not but because of doomsday. We're gonna say God sent us a message about a major earthquake yeah. instead, which this is you're gonna see happen a lot. So, moving on, we develop things real quickly. Um, they call themselves like there. There's names of like every little group. So like okay. people outside of their religion were. In the system, they called them systemites. These people are first known in the group as the chain. So it's still Teens for Christ, but if you remember, you're part of the chain. Okay. And quickly, the name, when I think it's like when they officially hit the road, this is where they become children of God, and that's what they're most <sighs> well known for. Mm -hmm. Again, creepy. All of these names so are creepy. creepy. So the chain would take to the streets, they would pick it, they would hand out pamphlets, um, they eventually developed communes, and we're talking like every single place they went. So this is like any dilapidated building they can find, yeah. they did what they could, and they put these people in poverty level dirt floor homes. Ugh. Um, total I, shambles. I guess they're like hippies, so they probably don't even care. No. And they're doing, again, they're doing all of this in the name of Christ. And so they're, like, humbling themselves, yeah. basically. Hmm. Thinking that this that is a this good thing. this is what's thing. supposed to happen. Yep. Um, except, unless you were a little higher in the group, such as Berg and his family, then people donated homes to you and stuff like Money that. But that's a little later on. We're still, basically everyone's pretty poverty level still at this point. The founding <clears throat> area. Yeah, but... Later, I mean, there's a million survivor stories, and, like, one lady donated, like, her family home to this guy. And, oh, my God. Like, this mansion on acreage, and it's That's so sad. So, Berg was a huge writer, which, just wait. Oh, they followed his writings, I would honestly say more so than they did the Bible, and they called them the Mo letters, M-O, because he's Moses. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 
He Moses Damon. Yes. He published over 3,000 letters within the 24 years that he did this. And if you do the math, that equals a shit ton of letters per year. Oh my like, gosh. Too many. So wow. How he, did he have time to do all this? Well, great question. Um, because when he wasn't diddling little kids, he'd go, he was kind of a recluse. Yeah. So he. Some members, right. some members never even knew what he looked like. Like, wow. He started, and these communes went up, he would leave, but each commune would sort of have like a library of these mm-hmm. and like copies of these teachings and books. So every person went by these books. There was no question. It's in black and white right in front of your face. It's like having a Bible in every yeah. drawer of your home. So, um, here's what these documents included, some of these being on the lighter side, and don't worry, we're going to get into the dark shit. So, they started with, Berg believed he was a prophet. Um, anything he does, says, or thinks comes directly from God and is therefore right. Good, bad, doesn't matter. Already Mm -hmm. said that. Berg acknowledged his own failures and weaknesses to relate to people. So in one, he admitted to being an alcoholic. Um, He lied about that not stopping. He was consistently an alcoholic through all of this, just really good at hiding it. Hmm. He was a conspiracy theorist. So this kind of goes into the doomsday. doomsday, Um, At one point, and this is kind of later in the group, he's like, we need to leave America. God hates America. We need to get out of here. And it's really because he gets into so much trouble with this cult. And he's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's why he was wanting to leave. So. You have uh, two drinks. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) At least it wasn't a no shit moment. I know. Getting better. Yep. (laughs) Growing up in the world. (laughs) With my come over. Oh my gosh. Um, so, um, and then it's if like you. Like a toupee. Like, yeah. <laughs> like if there was like wind coming from this side, it would just be like so bad. Guys, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to be pretty. I'm just trying to grow out my bangs. They're in a bad stage right now. They're going through puberty and it's embarrassing to look at. <laughs> So, also included in this library, or in this realm of his teachings, was how to carry out um, pedosexual abuse, like how to actually get away with abusing children, and he said it needs to start at infancy, and he, in this process, also had an adopted son named oh, Ricky, who's going to come up later, yes. and he used oh, Ricky as, like, training. So, yeah, like, he would give bad. examples of, oh, well, I did this to Ricky, or this is how we trained Ricky, so this is how you can also mass manipulate children and sexually abuse them. You know, I 100% remember this, and... I remember, I think I was telling you this earlier, like, it took me so long to get through the story. Yeah. Just because how terrible and traumatizing it actually is and was to these children. Yeah. Especially Ricky, the poor boy who was adopted. Yep. It's really sad. It's a really sad thing. So, um... Last little bullet point just for the library itself. And this, again, we're going to dive deep into all this. I kind of just wanted to lay out the ground rules of the the religion. Religion. So included in the library were audio, video, and visual documents. These were filled with all things, obviously, about their religious beliefs. But it all evolved around sex or rape and um, pedo porn. And these were passed from commune to commune. So, again, it's not like one commune was like more corrupt they were all doing this like they all had access to this they were all learning that this is the law and that this is the way of that religion yeah um by 1972 the group had 130 communities across the world so this spanned and it was honestly bigger at points overseas than it was in the United States. Wow. So this is where they've reached about 10,000 members 
um, well, they were at 10,000 members by 1970. At this point, the FBI has caught on to Berg. He, they have heard of the sexual assault allegations against minors, um, but he fled. That's why members never saw him. He has family members that have never seen him. And um, he just kept fleeing. He kept hiding. He obviously had access to all these um, facilities across the world. Yeah, all the communities across the world. So he could travel wherever he wanted. And this goes back to, you know, I think we talked about this on, like, Ted Bundy's. Like, how people were just able to, like, leave the country and no one would ever be able to find them because of the lack of technology. Like, now you have a cell phone and you're fucked. Like, good Good well, cell phones, away. even, like, traveling, like, you're so heavy, yeah, heavily you documented, and, like, yeah, it just wasn't like that Documentation. Yeah. So, he could flee a country, and no one would have any idea where yeah. he was, or really who he was, no. or, like, it was just easy to fake those things. Right. So, Ugh. before we move on to how the, and what the this cult has become, let's just get into the teachings and the abuse that right. happened behind closed doors. So... First thing rough. is the apocalyptic mindset. It goes just beyond doomsdayers. So there was constant fear of the end times. And because of this, basically he taught his follower that there's no need to have anything in this world because we could die tomorrow. So you don't need to keep your money. You don't need to keep your belongings. You don't need to have any connection outside the commune. You don't need to go to school. There were hundreds if not thousands of kids born into this cult that never saw the outside world they lived in their communes which they called homes and never left like there's no know anything else. nothing secular mm-hmm. um no tv radio only what was produced by the children of god or whatever the name is at this point wow um Again, no need to say. Like, no. Can you imagine, like, growing it's like the Truman up and, Show. like, yeah, like, not knowing anything outside of the walls mm. of that cult? Nope. And everything else is, like, well, evil and, and terrible for you? And you're scared to yeah, find you're out. Terrified. You're not even, like, Truman, where you're curious. Right. Because you you're live terrified. in this perfect bubble. Like, you're so scared of what happens outside wow. of your area so um the group was centered like i mentioned earlier on music that stuck with them the whole time and they even went as far like when i said the library had videos um obviously there was like sex videos but also music videos Woo! they produced <laughs> music videos like kathy don't go to the supermarket and i highly encourage everyone to get on youtube and find this music video so um so, sideline that for a second. There were a ton of celebrities born into this cult. No way. River and Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Yes. I did not know that. And they both claim to have, well, River Phoenix, unfortunately, committed suicide. Here, right. He had a drug overdose. Yeah. I don't think he was, like, intentionally suicidal, but... Um, Walking Phoenix, I think, claims, I think it was him that claims to have been abused starting at the age of three. <gasps> You're right. Yeah. You are right. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, also, Celeste Jones, Rose McGowan. I think Rose McGowan was in even, like, a European commune. I don't yeah. even think she was, like, in the U.S. Yeah, and wow, that's very... Yeah. there's a lot of professional of athletes. Marilyn Manson. Oh, yeah. And, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So... Athletes, authors, there's a few doctors, like high-up doctors that were part of this. And this music video, Kathy Don't Go to the Supermarket, they think was created after River Phoenix unintentionally killed himself. I don't know if it was intentional or not. I feel like if you have a drug overdose, anyways. You're kind of taking that You're kind of, yeah, but... but Anyways, in this music video, there's this girl, Kathy, and she's sitting in this nice house. She's supposed to be a group member, which none of them lived in nice houses. So that was already like, what? Um, (laughs) She decides to go to the grocery store, and she arrives at the grocery store, and there's men with these massive machine guns guarding the doors. And granted, guys, this is the 80s. 80s. Yeah. (laughs) 
Like, nobody has a machine gun. No. Unless you're in the military. No. Like, it's not... So there's, they guard wow. her at the door, and then she's walking around the supermarket, and everyone's branded. Like, they've got barcodes on their heads and on their wrists, and they say 666. And they keep referring to the man, like, the man is watching you, the man will find you. And there's this guy in, like, a trench coat mm-hmm. that's just, like, in glasses. Like, every corner she like turns, he's, like, there. <laughs> um, and they made this video. Yes. How It is crazy. crazy. She goes to, like pay for her groceries and she goes to hand them cash and they like throw her money like your money's no good here show us your barcode and basically it's it's alluding to like if you go out to the real world and you start experimenting with real world things then you are marking yourself yeah just like river phoenix did and look what happened to him so they it's theorized that like they use this as like a warning right it's very mark of the beast and that's sad that they would use, you know, River Phoenix as yeah. like an example. Like, it's oh, a tragedy. if you do this, this is what's going to happen. It's to a you. tragedy. Yeah. It doesn't matter, like, good person or bad person. Anyone that feels the need to like consume drugs to a point of death, yeah. like, that's a sad person. It's a hurting yeah, person. They're hurting. Um, and to use them as an example for anything is just really sad. sad. Um, lots of computer mind control, so they weren't really into the whole technology thing, but. Anyways, there's several of these music videos, but Kathy Don't Go wow. to the Supermarket was my favorite. I'm going to so, have to watch that. And it's like beat boppy. It's like Christian 80s beat bop. And it's like, Kathy! I was like, no. <laughs> no. So, um, members had to beg for groceries, because obviously no one was allowed to go to the supermarket. <laughs> I didn't even mean for that bullet point to be next. So, they- <laughs> Um, if you weren't branded, you weren't going to the supermarket. Yeah. You would have thought they would, like, sacrifice one person to be branded. To go to the supermarket. And be like, okay, you sacrifice yourself so that we can fucking eat. Can and you imagine? Like, no. Can you imagine if they, like, truly tried to, like, brand somebody and they get to the supermarket and they're, like, they're, like trying no. to pay with, like, a barcode and they're, like... Uh, ma'am, we need, like, cash. We need, like, real money. A $20... Oh, you take that here? Yeah. Can it you imagine? But that's just it. That's yeah. part of the mind control. Holy shit. So, <laughs> any food that they ate came from begging. Like, wow. no one, and I should say no one. I'm sure some of the higher-ups were sneaking off oh, and getting of course. their shit. Grocery but, like, kids, any of the, the chain, they weren't doing that. Um, wow. So, kids were forced to perform and beg for money if and it was said they were only allowed to keep about 10% of any earnings that they got they were also beaten if they didn't collect anything so a lot of survivors recount like the smile rule like if you didn't smile enough or you didn't get enough money for the day or you didn't gain attention like you were brutally beaten that's sad yeah it's really bad so well, that, i mean he kind of founded that church on fear Oh, and you know, it's, that's just so sad because what does the Bible say? Thou shalt not fear. And he did the opposite. Wow. He made people fear. What a Christian. <laughs> so, and honestly. Man of God. Yeah. What's really sad is we haven't even gotten to the bad stuff mm-hmm. yet. So. Um, next bullet point. Children lived in constant fear. Um, so kids that were born into the cult, and I listened to these, I highly recommend if you can stomach it, like listen to the survival stories, they're amazing, but again, lots of kids that were born in, they suffered from night terrors and bedwetting, which is a horrible, awful thing, it's a huge red flag for kids, and trauma. this story freaked me out, which we're gonna get more Mm. into the sex stuff in a minute, but I'm sure you guys have already guessed that like, these kids are being sexually abused so keep that in mind one woman recalls a member coming into her room at night she slept on the bottom bunk of a bed and there was a little boy that slept above her she also had night terrors and bedwetting but this specific night and she said this happened a lot the boy above her had really bad bedwetting issues and so the pee would leak through and so most nights she slept in pee So when this man came in to sexually abuse her, he lifted the covers and he was like, are you covered? Did you pee your pants? And she's like, yeah. And he didn't abuse her that night. um, Didn't rape her. And she like 
you know, obviously thanks that boy for, like, pissing the bed. Yeah. It literally saved her at least that night. So she said this is often occurrence. Um, There was obviously the mental tactics of bad things will happen to you and your family if anyone acted out in public. So my biggest question is if we've got the FBI involved, why... Why How are they not stopped? seeing this? How are they not seeing, like, children? Because there was no, um, no visual signs of abuse. These kids oh. were told, like, you will die, your family's gonna die if you tell anyone, and they did. And if you act Yeah, and during these raids where they came to check on the kids, like, they put them in nicer clothing, they cleaned up the place, so literally there was nothing for them to nail... David Berg and his people on. Other than children panhandling and asking for money, which right. isn't that illegal? Like, you can't have know. a child panhandle. I mean, this is the 80s. Yeah, but shit. Yeah, no, it's bad. No, it's 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 really bad. Um, so, um, and this was another thing kind of added to, like, the whole begging for money. If, you, if children were also used to convert people into the cult, and if you didn't convert people, if you didn't trap anyone, then you were you also getting Yes. Mm-hmm. So, threatened to keep quiet. Anytime they were questioned, they also kind of going into, like, the mental manipulation. They lived under insane rules of the communes, and the mental psychology behind this amazes me. So... Just a couple examples. Limited shower time. How much toilet paper, shampoo, body products that you could use. I would be fucked. And listen to why. Someone explained this. Not literally, but like... (laughs) No, literally you would have been fucked and then you would have been... Figuratively (laughs) fucked. (laughs) Think of the word. And you would have been figuratively fucked. So this, the reason why they did this, it wasn't because they cared. Okay. This is going to blow your mind. Okay, what? Because if you are constantly walking on eggshells and constantly thinking about, you know, how much electricity you use, measuring out your shampoo, measuring your toilet paper, things like that, you had no time to think about anything else. Like, that was why they did it. That's why cults do that. And I was like, wow. what? Light that makes moment. total sense. Yeah, It they, really does. They're constantly thinking about how they complete. It was every little thing they did. They had to measure it out. They had to watch their back. And, and otherwise, um, ima- things like imagination, yeah. if kids started like playing with each other and using their imagination, beaten. No imagination. You stick to the black and white rules, left foot in front of right foot. So, yeah, they didn't have time to think about anything else. You don't have time to think about how miserable your life is. Yeah. You just have to worry about not getting in trouble. Um, One person told the story that they called a community meeting because and wanted to know who used, like, an extra, like, square of toilet paper or whatever. And they would wait for someone to come forth and blame themselves otherwise the entire group was punished and you would be humiliated and beaten and all these things for using like an extra square of toilet paper yeah which that's where i would be fucked and fucked is because how how did and that's where i would be fucked because i am like if there's one thing i am not going to skip on is toilet toilet paper paper. i'm like a I you just have a roll. I get too much, and I'm like, oh, well, sorry. Yeah, like, whatever. But, you know, shame on, like, the parents, and shame on, you know, yeah. the adults, like, allowing this, knowing that this is wrong. Yep. So it's wrong. Really bad. So, um, another survivor account, he was kicked out of the group at age 14 because he was having mental breakdowns. So, they told everyone that he is demon-possessed. Um, so, by 16, he was completely homeless. He left with what he could, but which was... Nothing. Basically nothing anyways. The church claimed that he was excommunicated for incurable demon possession. His younger sister was also left in the cult. She com- attempted suicide three times and tried running away multiple times. She eventually was like, I'm just going to get kicked out. Like, I'm going to act bad and crazy, and they'll kick me out like they did my brother. Um, She would collect, like, forbidden items. So An extra sheet of toilet paper. (laughs) 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 
sorry to laugh about it because it's not yes, funny. Yes, no, but it was like, like, like toiletries, like, like, like things you're not supposed to toilet paper. She like toilet paper, like TP in the house or something. Yeah, you know, like, like squares. <gasps> She's like, yeah. <laughs> Acting like it's money. Oh, it's so bad. That's so bad. But yeah, something along those oh, lines. Um, she actually, they attempted an exorcism on her and she purposefully laughed in their faces the whole time. <laughs> Dude, you I like this girl. I know. I, I like this girl. So she was a badass. Um, she eventually yeah. did leave around she the age of 15. To be yeah. So they like that video. video. Yeah. We saw today. It's like that fucking woman. Yeah. She's probably looking at him like. growling and shit oh my god that would actually probably be a really fun moment i mean other than the fact they're also probably probably shit their (laughs) feet talking about it's of this crazy woman who she got was caught at the, at the border. border and she like she was like, growling and like talking <laughs> over like the hoods of her eyes it's yeah scary. it's scary i don't fuck around with the demon possession shit no like, she was fucked up unless you know like this chick is doing it to to like to, get to prove out. a point yeah that's awesome yeah so, she did luckily get out around 15. She moved in with her father, who was formerly in the cult. Um, he had left pri- uh, previously, but... And left his kids? Um, yeah, which we'll get into the whole family situation here in a bit. Ugh. So, but because the cult was taught these really absurd sexual tendencies the father once again tried to abuse the girl that just escaped from this cult <gasps> so she punched him in the face gave him a massive black eye Good. and got the f out of there but you know just terrible like clearly the father had not learned his ways this had been pounded into his head he's that a piece is of shit so sad so, here she is going to somebody that she thinks understands and trust because he went through it yeah, too. And yeah. no, he didn't understand. And he is doing the same thing that she was enduring in yeah. this cult. So Sad. she talked about the struggle of obviously like acclimating to the real world. She struggled with homeless. addiction, depression, suicidal thoughts. Um, from everything that I read to this day, she has a family. She's doing fine Good. now. Her mother remains in the cult to this day. That bitch. What a kind. Yeah, seriously. Okay, getting into the sex. That's what we're all here for, right? <laughs> so Sex sells. Sex, sex sells. Here we go. God and sex. God and sex. Who wants it? Oh, God. That's not funny. I just don't know how anyone believed this shit. I don't know either. So... Part of the library contained comics. I don't know why David Berg was set on comics, but he was. You can Google them. They're disturbing. But these were porno comics that were given to the children as forms of lessons and entertainment. So um, if you Google them, they are like like Norwegian gods and goddesses, but also mixed in with Jesus. And the women are always like bombshell porn stars in lingerie, sometimes naked. Wow. Um, it, they're very graphic. <laughs> like, they are full-on porn. Wow. Um, there is an excerpt from one comic known as The Story of Heaven's Girl. And it included a chapter title. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> there was a chapter called... <laughs> She can gangbang them. What? It celebrated um, this woman's sexual ability to win the hearts of new followers for Christ. So it's called She She Can Can Gangbang Them. And it's literally about this woman who used her sexualness to attract people People into Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like, what? How does that have anything to do with gangbanging? How, how does that have anything to do with God? That's, well, yeah, true, but, like, what is she doing? Like, fucking them to get them yeah. into? Yes, which will, <gasps> this becomes a practice. So, here we go. First thing that was introduced, and again, this starts way back. I just wanted to cover basically all the okay-ish and not okay-ish things. Now it's the bad stuff. So, mm. 
They had this tactic, once again, a name for everything, mm-hmm. and it was called flirting fishing. Flirty fishing, which I hate. I think that sounds flirty, thirty, and thriving. <laughs> flirty, flirty fishing and fucking. Fucking forgot. <laughs> flirty fishing and fucking. <laughs> so bad. Or I think this is even worse. The three F's. For short, they called it FFing. And I'm like, that's like people who say totes. Like, yeah. shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Just say flirty fishing. It's all stupid. Oh, my God. So this was introduced in the 70s. Again, this cult started in 68, so pretty almost immediately. Um, female members were forced to show God's love, that's in quotes, through sexual acts to convert slash lure new members. So these women were literal prostitutes, prostitutes. for God. Yeah. And they would go to the street and dress provocatively, say what they needed to say. I think in one I read it even learned people like some ambassador of France. Like, it got... It obviously worked. I mean, it didn't work in the sense that they were actually converting people. It worked. It worked to pull people to pull people in to and to say you're part of this group. Yeah. So, any Hoosiers? Pouring more. A little ASMR for your listening pleasure. Okay. <laughs> so, um. This was Berg's big thing. This is the the poof, the firework moment. This was his icing on the cake. <clears throat> this is what encompasses this entire cult. He stressed that there are no limits. He he had what was called the law of love. <clears throat> God is love, so sex is love. Even if the women and children who were as young as two or three years old, weren't willing to sexually please a man, then, like, that wasn't allowed. If someone wanted it, that means it was from God. That means you have to do it. And if you don't, you are denying God. Mm. Members, um, so... For, uh, and again, this kind of just restates what I said. For women and girls who say no to a family member meant being labeled unyielding and going against God. So now getting into how the families worked. <clears throat> again, the label, they called it family sharing. There were schedules that were laid out to who was going to sleep with who on any given night. <sighs> families were often separated. So if you birth a child, it doesn't mean that's your child. Um, they could A child could say, I want to go be with so-and-so. Or a family member could say, I want so-and-so. So families were often split apart. Okay. That's why there's a lot of this, like, adoption shit. And, right. Um, people were often encouraged to be polygamous. I hate to even say polygamous because it's almost like a jab at people who are polygamous. Um, right. Because they're, they're just like, screwing each other. Yeah. They, you're encouraged to sleep with your family members, your children. Literally um, whoever you want. Other people's children. Like, this was happening constantly. Constantly. And I think that that's... sick. It's so disturbing. Like, first off, breaking these families apart and then abusing kids that are your own, abusing kids that kids are others. And um, wives and husbands and everyone's getting abused. It's, it is very, very sad. Um... Do you know when we started recording this? Because I can't see the time. I just want to make sure if we need to, like, cut it off. Oh, an hour. So, yeah. So, we will finish the rest of this in part two. That was almost perfect timing. Yeah, I'm glad I checked. Almost perfect timing. So, in the second part, we'll get into how this evolved, how it got caught, like, what's going on now, because this is still an active religion. Um, So, we'll get into it. Yeah. Woo! All okay. right. I uh, want to talk about our sponsor. And yes. So we are still sponsored by Color Up CBD. Um, they are a CBD company. They have skincare, CBD, dog treats, all great things. Mm-hmm. Um, use our discount code Sinister20 on their website, colorupco.com. Um, and you can check out their Instagram or any other social media. Uh, Instagram is ColorUpCBD. So, yes, it check is. Check it out. Um, 
It is great. Their Instagram is very informative. It They're is. awesome. They Highly are. recommend like the vitamin C serum, yes. the eye brightening cream. It's all really great. Yeah, when we go to Colorado, we gotta go out there and like go to one of the like spas and stuff. Yeah, yeah be like lather me in your in your vitamin C serum. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, okay, please leave before we call the police. They're like, and you're too sinister. Yes. Um, as part of our Patreon thing. Um, I'm not going to fully announce the names this time. We'll wait till we're like gathered and complete. Did we in still include Patreon shout outs? I honestly don't even remember if that's still a thing. Yeah, I don't I even, think we took it out. I think we did take it out, but either way, um, we're not going to name the names. But thank yeah. you for those who are supporting the podcast. And yes. don't forget to check it out. Even if you want to give us a dollar donation. Um, you know, every month we would highly, highly appreciate it. Otherwise, we are going to resort to resort to flirty fishing, and we're going to have to take to the streets. Flirty fishing, fucking. <laughs> we need groceries, and we can't go to the supermarket. Yeah, they're going to brand us. So, anyway, stay tuned for part two. We'll see you next time. Stay sinister. Bye.